History and Science. My name's Lisa and this is my dad. Alan. And today we are going to carry on our mini-series. I apologise that we it's haven't... It's been a bit late, but... It's a lot of research that it's taken to do this. So, we are going to be talking about... Mount Rushmore and the Empire State Building. There's facts in these two places that you will never have even thought about. To be fair, who's deep diving in these things except me and you? <laughs> right. We are going to kick off with Mount Rushmore. Now, Mount Rushmore is in the South Dakota Black Hills. The faces are roughly 60 feet and each person has a nose of about 20 feet wow i'm kind of right in saying that there's their eyes are about two feet like the pupils in their eyes are about two feet deep. yep that was right they were carved in two feet um in squares so that it looked like pupils sticking out of their eyes it was a Danish sculptor, Guston Bordom. I apologise if I have got the pronunciation wrong. Yeah, not the first time we've had to apologise for that. Uh, it, he was a sculptor and he was wanting to make this massive sculpture, but... As you will find out later, it wasn't only a sculpture he was wanting to do. Am I right in saying he was pretty ambitious? Very ambitious. He took a lot of his um, knowledge from the Egyptian uh, pyramids. Which one to be exact? Um, I think it was Pyramids of Giza, the I can't honestly remember exact which pyramid it was, but I think it was the biggest pyramid that's there. And he liked the fact that it was lovely to look at, but it's got a hidden secret inside. Mm -hmm. So what was like the, how do I phrase this, retail price? Like his funding? His funding started out at $250,000. I mean, well, to be fair, it's expensive, but for a statue that size, it's kind of reasonable. Ah, uh, but uh, work was stopped when it hit one million. One million. One million US dollars. It took 400 workers uh, and they excavated 450,000 tons of rock. They blasted that 450,000 tons of rock. So wow. Now, well. once once they had, in order to carve it, they they actually 
position drilled and blasted the face shape. And then after they had got the basic shape, they drilled holes three inches apart to fine tune the feature. I, I, the holes were about three inches deep to, I'm saying they were about three inches apart, maybe a bit, maybe slightly more. That was so that they could use specially designed uh, jackhammers that was in, that uh, Guston invented for to do this job. Ah, what? I remember saying they used some fishing harness or something for going down the side of a mountain. No, it was actually a bosun's chair that they used in boats so that they could go up and down. Well, I was theoretically correct. You were very close. You were very, very close. And they used these bosun's chairs because it was the safest way they could actually go up and down the face of the mountain. Yeah, see, but surely there were some casualties, like somebody died or something. In 14 years it took to build this, not one single casualty was ever recorded. Recorded? There was never one casualty. They have got all of the documentation for it. Wow. That was because Guston uh, took every safety measure from ships. What ships got to do with going up the side of the mountain? They he used these bosun's chairs and powerful winches just to lift the men up and down. They blasted twice a, twice a day and the mountain was completely cleared when they were blasting. Okay, well, that's all well and good, but where did Guston, if that's even how you pronounce his name, I apologize if it's not, get all these workers? In that time, when they started building in 1927, it was a bit of a depression. Oh, everyone was feeling depressed. There was... <laughs> there was loads of uh, workers freely available, but he specifically wanted um, workers that were able to mine or work with hard rock. Okay, well, I can see where he's coming from, but it's no one's ever seen something like this before. You're right. No one has seen this before. Now, for 400 workers, where are you going to put them up? You're going to have to make... I don't know. Uh, you make a small city. Who thinks up of this? Just tell them that to is exactly what, and pay rent. That is exactly what Gustav done. He built a small city with all the blacksmith shops, all everything that they possibly could need at the bottom of this mountain. And what he also done was, he built a cable car. 
Okay, now you're just messing with me. Show me evidence, please. It's all in photographic evidence and it's also documented. Can't argue with facts. And also, there was a staircase taken up to the nose level. The nose department. The nose and mouth department. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can I just speak to the nose and mouth department? Right, and from the bottom of the the mountain to the top was 5,000 feet. 5,000 feet. That is what the cable car went up with, and that took people up, and it also took the supplies, working supplies up. Wow. Now comes the bit that people do not know about or well, very few so we're letting you in on the secret yep was which is behind abraham lincoln's head there is a tunnel okay a random tunnel did a caveman just go wild no there's a tunnel and it was meant to be the hall of records this hall of records was eight foot was meant to be eight foot by 100 foot and it was for really famous people i'm so famous yep and it was meant to have busts of their heads all about them um and it was also meant to house these special documents all the special documents that mean something to every American. Declaration for Independence, whatever other things mean a lot to you Americans. Americans have got a lot of really strong beliefs and... Be careful what you say. A lot of literature that is so strong and so precious to them. I'm just very well worded. Now, also, that never actually got completed because of the Second World War. Why? Honestly, why? In 1941, it was stopped because of the Second World War. And it was never, ever restarted. But what was put in its place in that tunnel was a, a cask. A cask? Yep. And it's got a, it's got a 1,200 pound capstone with a titanium casket underneath it of 16 thin tablets who thinks up of these things which has got the declaration in it it's got loads of other precious uh, scriptures in it all about america wait is that where we get the phrase written in stone it possibly could be i don't know I would need to research that one up. Wait, let me guess. This is Gustav's 
Gustav, this Gustav guy came up with it it's because he seems to come up with a whole lot of other wild stuff. The thing about what made him go a bit wild ways expenditure was he kept changing his mind. Kept changing his mind? Can't he just settle on an idea? As things was going along, he kept changing his mind. And that is the reason for uh, things taking so long. That's sort of roughly... So was it this Gustav guy that put in that tablets and that though? No, it was his daughter. Father like daughter. It was his daughter that done it years later. Um, and she put one of each president that was on there and also one on her father. Oh. So Plus the independence and... This, that and other. the next. I, yeah, I've, we have tried to find out exactly what is on these tablets and it's very, very hard to find out. Very yeah, hard. We have tried. But people don't like sharing but things. All we know is there's 16 thin tablets uh, sealed in a titanium casket. And that kind of wraps that up for me. Oh, did I tell you that there were no casualties? Uh, I think you did, but well, I'm there not you go. entirely sure. In 14 years, no casualties. That's good going. Right, and now we will go across to you. So, Dad, we're going to take a trip from South Dakota to Manhattan, to the Empire State Building. In the great US of A. So, what do you know? What do I know about the Empire State Building? I know that in 1931, it was the tallest building in the world at... 1,250 feet. And it has been for 40 years. Wow. And do you know it's three, 365,000 tons. I know. Crazy, right? So, where do I begin? Well, maybe begin with Manhattan Schist. Manhattan Schist is one of the hardest rocks. How was it made? Well, for that, we need to go back in time. To be fair, we're always going back in time. So we need to go back about hmm, 450 years. 50 million years. 50 million years, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's not quite... Right. <laughs> but basically, what happened was two tectonic plates were like, yo, and just crashed together. And pushed up, pushed up, and created a schist plate. And that's what Manhattan is actually built on. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Cool. So it's no excellent. different from any other schist. Manhattan seems to be the only place I know that's got that sort of schist. 
It's so hard. Good point. Also, well, here was the problem. When the architects and that went to go build the Empire State Building, they realised that if they were going to go through the schist to make the foundations for it, it would take at least months. But somebody came to the rescue. And by that, I mean the Walber, sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Hotel. That was the hotel that was dr that was demolished, and that's where the foundations came from. They only needed to go fifteen feet further down so through the schist yeah. with piles. Uh huh. Which was pretty cool. Now, just while we're talking about schist, do you know that the schist in Manhattan is seven thousand five hundred? pounds per square inch that's what it can take yeah so, in pressure i know so basically it could hold a hundred more empire state buildings yep without crumbling mm -hmm. that is immense maybe that's why manhattan is called the city of skyscrapers could be <laughs> it very well could be might play a minor part <laughs> Now, it took them longer to do the bottom bit than it did to get up to ground level. I know. To get up it, to ground level. I know. The, the Empire State Building's the quickest built modern wonder, like, wonder of the world at all, because once they got to ground level, it only took them seven months. That's correct. They used a I-beam and rivet system that is 100,000 rivets and it was hot riveted. Yeah, I know. And like, it's so crazy the way they done it. I'm pretty sure there was some casualties. They like threw the rivets. Yeah, it was what they called a uh, hot riveted. So the rivets were put in a pot or a furnace of some kind on each floor and the rivets were made till they were red hot and then they were thrown to the person that was going to be putting them in, the team. Yeah. And that's how it was done. Basically, the way they were doing it is, imagine if you've got a new IKEA table, well, we all know what IKEA is like, and you had to weld the weld the screws yourself like make the screws yourself and your dad was trying to build the table or your mum or somebody was trying to build the table and you were making the screws the screw got cold enough you threw it at the person and they would screw it in except the same thing but hot and less time and just all around chaos yep Now, what else do you know about the Eiffel Tower? Not the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I'm in the wrong country here. Eiffel Tower. That's Paris. That's Paris. <laughs> well, it was made out of squares. And when they were installing the floors, 
they used like some sort of wire? It was mesh. Wire that, mesh. It was um, rebar. Rebar. Mesh. And when they put concrete, the mesh concrete. On top of the concrete, on each floor, as they were going up, they made a railway track to push stuff round the building quicker. But the most fascinating bit about it might be the top. Yes. Why is it in the shape it is? Oh, the top? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a little something called airships? I have. There was the Hindenburg. It's the most famous one that I know of. Well, there was a big American one. And the reason that that was put up there was so that airships could deliver passengers onto the Empire State Building. Wow. So they used to just shuttle people. Oh, no, they there was only ever once one air blip when uh, not air blip sorry airship done it and it they didn't even deliver <laughs> they didn't even deliver people just a bunch of newspapers so why wasn't it carried on if it was that was a shape too dangerous i could understand there's a lot of buildings round about no the air the air the way an airship works is it's tied on to the top uh-huh. and, but it's also got to have something tied on at the bottom, on oh, the nose. Oh, of course. It w- they wouldn't be able to tie it on the end at the back. Of course. So it would just spin around, spin around, and spin around with the wind. Yeah. One oh. of the most famous airship captains went to the Empire State Building and said that somebody's got to be out of their noggin if they want to put an airship up there. Well, somebody tried. Was it not tried twice? I think it was tried twice, but the one that I'm talking about here is crowds went onto the streets, like no cars could get out or anything because people, because they were dumping newspapers on the Empire State Building. Oh, they were trying to land the, land the... Newspapers? No, but land the airship onto the building. Yeah, couldn't work though. Wow. Never knew that. That is a another hidden fact about the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. So many cool things about these places. Honestly. Yeah, every place has got its own hidden little secret. Yeah. Right. And we are going to... Leave it there. Leave it there and go to our favourite bit. <laughs> So, Dad, I believe you have a funny, fun fact for me and my listeners. I do. Right. You can, If you've got a cat at home, you can check. A cat has got five toes at the front and only four at the back. I'm sorry, but are you messing with us? Nope. It's got an extra toe at the front for grabbing. And it doesn't need that at the back. Oh, so that's why Oreo and Jess scratch us so much. (laughs) Possibly.
So, here's our ambiguous question. Why do we say picture perfect? Well, I suppose it would stem back to an artist that would be, when he finished his picture, he would say, yeah, that's perfect. But, but what's perfect to him isn't always perfect to everyone. And also, what is perfect? Perfect's only... Sorry, I'm going to get, like, really psychological here. But perfect's only something that a person can make up that they believe to be perfect. Uh, if you've ever read the book, A Place Called Perfect, not sponsored, but it's really good. And it really goes into that psychological version of it. While staying fictional. Okay. I'm thinking perfect is a bit like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Never heard of that, mate. It's only what the person thinks it is. Okay, more or less what I said, but... Yep, totally. Okay, okay. So, check us out on Facebook. We try to post stuff every Saturday. If it's not a podcast, we post on Facebook. Check us out. Check us out. Leave us some random stuff and we will certainly get back to you. We always need more fun facts, please. We will put it on air. And we thank all our audience from Sweden. America and America. And the UK, and I think there's even somebody from Czechoslovakia. (laughs) So we thank you all and keep watching for the next one. Goodbye for now. Bye.